0: morning is taken from Luke chapter 24, for reading from verses 13 to 35. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. And one of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? And do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things he asked? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, he was a prophet. Powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one coming to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since this all took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but did not find the body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they, as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Amen. Well, good morning. Lovely to see you all here this morning. Great to be worshipping God together here in Christ Church. Now this morning's uh, sermon is slightly different from normal in that it's one of three parts of the same sermon that I'm preaching today. We had the first um, passage from Emmaus at the 915 service where we looked at Jesus being recognised in the breaking of bread. This morning here we're going to look at how the penny dropped for those disciples And at 6.30 this evening at the healing service, we're going to be looking at how sorrow was turned into joy. Well, this week, for the first time, I've got my hands on a new pound coin. Now, it's so small that you can't see it, so you may be able to see that there's an image of it on the screen. Now, if you are of a mature disposition you may recognize that the new pound coin is very similar to the old Thrupney bit. If you're under the age of 50, I just apologize. <laughs> you won't know what I'm talking about. But my father and I learned a very interesting lesson with a Thrupney bit on Blackheath Station in South London in about 1963. There was a vending machine on the platform dispensing packets of sweets called Toffo. Now, why they ever stopped making Toffo, I will never know. They were like Maltesers, but stuffed with gooey toffee. Now, I was about seven, and that was just about as good as it ever got. And I asked my dad, can I have some from this vending machine? And he gave me a threepenny piece to put in the slot How many can I have, I asked. And he looked puzzled. Well, one, he said, I've just given you a thrupney bit. Want to bet, I replied. And then I proceeded gently to place the thrupney bit in the slot, at the same time easing the tray underneath open to get the tofu out. And if you were very careful and the thrupney bit didn't drop, you were able to close and get the next one out as well. And after I'd done this four times, the thrupney bit dropped. Now, my father was absolutely horrified. So he frog-marched me and these four packets of tofu up to the station master, and he got me to return all of them. So I'd no thrutney bit, and I'd no sweets. And I think I'd learned a lesson that day, and so had he. Now, this morning... Now, please don't try that... Parkway. (laughs) There's a disclaimer. When the penny drops was critical for that little operation. And when the penny drops is something, it's a phrase that we use. It's what Isaac Newton learnt when the apple fell on his head and he discovered gravity. It's what happened when Archimedes shouted Eureka as his bath flooded. It's that moment when you suddenly realise something. And this morning, these two disciples in, the, in the eating supper in Emmaus had one of those penny-dropping moments. The scene is still Easter Day. Now, the travelers have traveled from Jerusalem. It's a journey of about seven miles, and they were walking from Jerusalem, and suddenly they're joined by somebody they don't recognize. They probably don't even look up. They are utterly downcast. Can't you imagine? their leader? three days before has just been crucified and they are in utter despair and to add to that somebody's just come and told them that some of the women have seen an angel who said he's alive again what sort of joke is that and this fellow traveler comes alongside them and he starts to explain to them from the old testament the meaning of all that's been happening in jerusalem over this past week And as they listen, something stirs inside. And they want to hear more. So they prevail upon him to stay when they reach Emmaus. And there, sitting at the table, in the evening, this stranger takes the bread. And he breaks it. And he gives thanks. And he gives it to them. And that's the moment when the penny drops. The traveller is Jesus they understand it they see it they now know it's true he's alive and then he's gone he disappears what a revelation what a moment suddenly it all made sense the penny dropped you can imagine how they breathlessly talk together can't you as we walk with him did you feel it too how is it we didn't understand why didn't we see it how can we be so blind? Forget supper, forget bed. They turn turtle and back down the dark lanes at night, they go back to Jerusalem to tell the disciples. And before they can utter a word to the disciples, blurt it out, it's true, he's alive, Peter's seen him. There's only one thing which explains what happened that evening in Emmaus. There's only one thing. Which turned confusion into clarity. There's only one thing that gave them sight that they'd never had, that made the penny drop. And it was the work of God in their hearts by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that does that. He gives us insight. It's the Spirit that causes us to see. It's the Spirit that gives us revelation. What did God the Holy Spirit reveal in Emmaus that evening? He revealed that Jesus was alive and that Jesus was God. Jesus wasn't just some rabbi to be followed. Jesus was God himself. Jesus hadn't died because some Roman governor had decreed it. Jesus had died to exchange places with us and to liberate us from a life of exile from God. Now it all makes sense Now it all falls into place. Now they understand. How could they have been so blind? It made sense not just in their heads, but it made sense in their hearts too. And that's the experience, that Emmaus experience, is the experience that every Christian has when for the first time they see that Jesus is their God and Saviour. Weeks, months, years may pass going to church. Hearing sermons, singing hymns. It all seems very familiar, but somehow strangely meaningless. And then one day something different happens. It all becomes clear. The fog lifts. It starts to mean something. It becomes real, personal, compelling. It's as if you're being invited to join in rather than just spectate. And people testify that it's as if somebody's speaking to them and them alone, just them in a big crowd. It's God the Holy Spirit, God speaking to our hearts. And there's a feeling inside that we've never felt before. The hymn writer John Wesley said it was as if his heart was strangely warmed. And these Emmaus disciples said the same thing, our hearts burned within us. That was God speaking to the deepest soul. Now you can't imagine those Emmaus disciples just saying, well, it was an interesting day, but it's a bit late, let's go to bed. The voice of God demands a response. They had to go to Jerusalem. They had to share what they'd experienced. And that experience is for us too. It's for us to embrace that love of God. And that's what he's doing here this morning. He's calling on our life to lend, to, to give our lives to him. He doesn't want us just to sit on our hands. He doesn't want us to sit here being bored. He wants the love of God to flood into our soul that we too might have that fire burning within our heart. Today may be the first day that the penny has ever dropped for you. If it has, let it drop. And in doing so, recognise that Jesus wasn't some ancient character in an ancient book, but he is the God and Lord and Saviour of all mankind. And in doing that, we turn our back on what is actually a purposeless life, And we give it to Christ and we say to him, my life is now for you. God wants us today to know what those Emmaus disciples knew. They for the first time understood that Jesus was both God and Saviour and that's what he wants us to know. They knew that Jesus' resurrection meant forgiveness and eternal life for them and that's what he wants us to know. That by the Holy Spirit, the fire of God is kindled in our hearts. He wants that to be our experience here this morning in this place. Those travellers stopped on the road and invited Jesus in. That's what we're asked to do this morning. Jesus, Invite Jesus in, into our house, yes, but into our life. Bring him in to restore that broken relationship with God that he may live in us and we may live for him. Let's pray together. Father God, we praise you for those shouts of joy at that first Easter morning, shouts of revelation, shouts of recognition, shouts of victory. And from the depth of our souls here in Christchurch this morning, we declare Jesus is alive. And because he has risen, we too will rise. Father, we pray that you would burn in our hearts, burn within us as we celebrate that revelation. Lord God, I pray that no one will be left out this morning. There will be no heart here in this building that does not recognize you, does not respond to your love, does not bow the knee to honor you as God and King. Holy Spirit, we invite you this morning, open my heart, fill me with the love and fire of God. For the glory of Jesus, our risen Saviour, we pray. Amen.